Hello. And welcome to Like Minded Friends with me, Tom, Alan, and me, Susie Ruffle. Ooh, aren't we Look good? Look at us, we're very good, That's aren't we? That's the synergy we have now. Yeah, guys, 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 mm, guys. So much synergy. Uh, How are you, Thomas, today? Oh, I'm fine, thank you, except for this problem I have with my left ear. Well, yeah, so... It's you, not a very glamorous thing to talk about on the podcast, No, it's though. not, but you've, um, you've got a bit of trouble with your lugs, of, as my dad would call yes, them. Yes, my lugs, yeah. I've been putting um, olive oil in, in. I don't know that's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Did you put balsamic vinegar in as well? Yeah, shook it around. Shook it around. Got then some rocket out. Lovely. You don't really have rocket as much now. They used to I'm big into rocket still. Oh, yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, I like a rocket. I love a watercress, but we don't really have it in our house. It's very good for you. Is it? Mm. So spinach. So it's spinach. Again, we don't have it in our house. Well, there you go. Um, Do you know that you can wash your hair with olive oil? <laughs> Just on I a, didn't know that. No, I know that you might not. I wash my face with it sometimes, olive oil and, and sugar. We've done that. We've done that we've together done in that. Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've done that together. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> giving people like an idea of our sort of like weird Boston <laughs> marriage. When we're in Edinburgh and we pretend we're husband and wife for a month. <laughs> Should we scrub we our face, dear? Let's scrub our face. We don't question a thing. Uh, but apart from that, I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I've still got this husky voice happening. Mm, I like it though. Do you? I think it's. I think it's my voice now. Yeah. Have you been? You know. On the crack. Have you been on the crack a bit? No, I haven't, and I've not been smoking very much I was either. Say, have you been smoking? The, smoking the old fags. You know how God hates fags. God hates fags. No, I haven't been. Oh. I haven't been smoking the fags. Or well, I've been smoking a couple of the fags, but not many. Hmm. Well, maybe you're. Are you it's cold, isn't it? Well? I am quite tired. Hmm. That's the thing. Since my ears been playing up, I haven't been sleeping properly. Oh. Because I fall asleep on one side and I can't hear anything, and then I don't have my audio books to keep me calm. And if I can't hear people talking in the night, then I have nightmares. What's your worst nightmare that you've ever had? Don't know. Don't really know. Just sort of just a general just anxiety. Sort of s- I've yeah, had that one where you're falling. Oh yeah, I have that one quite a lot. That's horrible. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, I have that most nights. Do you? Yeah. So judder awake, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And apparently I'm told that I judder before I go to sleep. Judder, judder, judder. Judder, judder, judder. Yeah. Strange. Well, that is strange, but there you go. You live and learn. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. Now, Tom, this week, uh-huh. we're going to talk about... So, uh, dear listener, I was, I've, been, I've been very lucky with my Christmas present from old oh. TA this year. Well... In that we're going to see Elaine Page live. I got the tickets. I thought to myself, Susie, I think we'll love this. Of course. Let's get them. So if you are going to see Elaine Page's show at the Theatre Royal Drury Lane, which I imagine most of you will be, you will see us there, row W. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there'll be potential listeners who live overseas who will have no idea who Elaine Page is. And quite frankly, if you don't know, then you should have looked it up by now. Because why are you listening to us? Why are you listening to this? So she is like... A big musical theatre star. Big. Huge. Original Evita, I think, in the West End. Original Evita. Original uh, cat, cats. In original cats. production of Hair. You know, she's big. She has done it all. She was on Strictly on Saturday singing. Was she? I felt her, though, she was really going for it on Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. But, of course, the audience just looks at the dancing. They just clap the dancing. I think she was a bit like, why are they clapping it? Oh, it's because somebody's done a Paso Doble. Oh, and, the old Paso. You know, and, and I think it must be... Um, I thought that was must have been difficult for her. I'm sure it was. I mean, she's not held back on the publicity this year. No, that is 100% true. She is really oh, one PRing it. Sunday brunch. Strictly. Strictly. The, her own radio show. 
has her own radio show anyway. She's really not held back. She's going to sell those albums so hard. She's going to sell them really hard. She's got an album out that is four CDs. Four C- and you told me. Yeah, she said, we could have done six. I mean... I mean, sometimes it's too much musical theatre. I mean, that's even too much for me, actually, to be honest. I would be a bit like, all right, Elaine. Do you want to rein it back, love? Let's <laughs> rein your neck in now, <laughs> Wind your neck in. Wind your neck in. That's such a funny expression. Isn't it? So I thought maybe this week we'd talk about performances. Performances. How to perform. Because Elaine, of course, would never put in, never turn in a bad performance. No, she wouldn't. Never dream of it. I assume. Married to Tim Rice for a while. <gasps> yeah. Or just went out with him. Did they marry? I don't know. I wonder what they were like double dating with old Sarah Brightman and Brightman and Andrew Lloyd Webber. He seems like an odd man. Well, don't say that, Susie. He might listen. He might. Hello, Andrew. I'd love to be in a show. I think he is quite eccentric. But then when he was on Graham Norton a few weeks ago, just after Trump got in. Yes. He was quite... um, he was quite measured, I thought. Yeah, well, he's mates with Trump, isn't he? That's yeah, the thing that, that was came about. quite strange. And he was but like, he... oh, well, I know him as a, uh, you know, I know as a businessman rather than a politician. Yes, yeah, odd it's thing okay. to say. But I sort of thought quite interesting, quite an interesting take he had on it. So, mm. I don't know. This week, we're going to interrupt our podcast for a little word from our sponsors. Oh. In the last year, there is a young British startup that has shaken up the shaving industry. Over 100,000 men have joined Cornerstone, and they are now getting a smoother shave than ever before. Mmm, I like a man with a nice shave. (laughs) It's a simple combination of great products, amazing customer service, and free delivery, and fair prices that have made Cornerstone the fastest-growing shaving company in the UK. They won numerous awards for their super sharp German engineered razor and outstanding customer support, along with endless plaudits from the media, including GQ, Esquire and the Daily Telegraph. Cornerstone know they need to earn your trust, though. So to let you try their award winning razor for a fraction of the standard price with this offer, you can get £10 off their razor and get started for just £4. All you have to do is visit cornerstone.co.uk forward slash URL or visit cornerstone.co.uk and enter the code FRIENDS. That's FRIENDS at checkout because we are like minded friends. But just yeah, they, they get it, Tom. They get it. It's fine. They get it? Yeah, they get it. I want to make sure they get this discount. They've got it's it. A discount. It's a, it's a good discount. And we've got a code. Yes, we've got, we've got a code. We're just thrilled we've got a code. Now, visit cornerstone.co.uk to find out what a smooth shave actually feels like. And if you don't like your Cornerstone razor, Cornerstone will even give you your money back. No questions asked. Can't really argue with that, can you? You can't argue with that. So get shaving, have a wonderful smooth shave, and be uh, nice and fresh-faced for some kisses <laughs> under the mistletoe. <laughs> Um, performances. What do you think, to you, Susie, what makes a good performance? Um, I like... Big Bats and I Cannot Lie? Sorry? Big Bats and I Cannot Lie? I like Big Bats and I Cannot Lie. That's one thing. So always Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. And then I like I like a little bit of like I guess it changes from people to people but with like my stand up I like a bit of sort of humility I like a bit of sort of like openness and vulnerableness um, and I think I like that in most things actually openness yeah like a you know a sort of like feeling of you get a bit of them yeah I think mm, so that's inter- yeah that's true I think what do you like a sort of energy I think I think that sort of whirlwind energy that you sort of leave feeling energized from I think right it's really. Like excited by. Yeah, and you leave sort of buzzing by, yeah. Yeah, when was the last time that happened that you left feeling like that? Probably when I saw Chris Rock in New York. 
I thought you were going to say my own show last week at the Soho Theatre. And also when I saw myself at the Soho <laughs> Actually, when I saw a mirror while I was on stage. When I saw myself reflected in the mirror that I have installed on stage, <laughs> I was truly... Truly transfixed. Trans- I have to say, it was probably one of the best performances I've ever seen. Um, I did have a nice time there, though. But uh, I was pleased with my performances, but I... Oh, there's a man upstairs in a window looking down. He's gone there. Bald man. He looked at me for a moment. Are you sure that wasn't a mirror? Oh my god! <laughs> Have you had a mirror installed everywhere we go now? Everywhere I go, I just carry it around like a car. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Oh, um, I have no idea how loudly I'm talking, by the way. Because of your ear, no, you're talking. You sound fine. You sound great. Really? Because yesterday, I think I was mumbling a bit, and I didn't realise. I thought I was talking at completely normal volume. Well, what were you doing a podcast? No, just, just talking. Just talking to yourself. To myself, and I thought, oh, I'm mumbling here. No, it's talking in a Weatherspoons. Oh, Tom, what's happened? Well, it's the only it's the only drinking establishment available. Where were you? Bromley, my hometown. So you went to a Spoons. What is it? A nice Spoons? No, but right. my dad's they do have Alan those up there sometimes. So. They do have those upmarket ones, don't they? Yes, I think they do. Mum and Dad love the one in uh, Tunbridge Wells, I think, or oh. Seven Oaks. No, Tunbridge Wells, which used to be an opera house, <gasps> and is now convert it's converted into a Weatherspoons. Well, the coronet on. Holloway, Holloway Road. Road. Beautiful venue. Beautiful venue, but you don't want to have a pint in there. Is it still rough? I used to live, I used to work along from there. Yes, is I remember. Still, I remember it, has it still got a lot of fights there? Yeah, I would say so. I would say if you were going out and looking for a fight, then that would be a great It would be a great place to go. Do you ever go out and look for a fight then? Not really. Not really. I, well, I've started doing this boxing. I've told you this, haven't I? How's that going? My God. So I'm training with this girl who. This girl, what's her name? Lucy or something? No, her name is. Um, Oh my God, what's her name? Lisa. Not Lisa. Wasn't far off. Wasn't far off. And she is a boxer with the England team. Wow. The football team. Yeah. She punches punches defenders. Um, (laughs) And um, she is uber fit. Uber fit? Uber fit. Wow. And I have never done a workout like it. Really? Because when you punch, like, there's these muscles in your back that oh, you are, like, not aware that exist. Good to strengthen your back, though. Always good to strengthen the Always core. Always good to strengthen the core. So, um, but she was telling me that I've got a great right hook. Oh, isn't that nice to hear? And she was Always saying... nice to get a compliment, I find. You know? And she was like, well, you know, would you ever want to get in the ring and spar? My goodness. And what did you say? Me and you. Perfect. Want a fight? Want a fight? <laughs> Should we take this outside? We were already outside, so I was like, "Do you want to take this to?" Firstly, she trains you outside. Yeah, in oh, she's one of those. Yeah, I'm one of those people in the park. That's nice, though. You live in the sort of place where that's that's possible. Victoria Park. I bet it's you can't move for it. No, there's lots of people. It's like a gym. And also, I saw a dog in a pair of pajamas. Again, East London surprised me. One bit does not surprise me. Why was the dog wearing pajamas? Was it going to a sleepover? I assume so. Hmm. It had like a little book or under its arm and some glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was open at the back, actually. Maybe it was. Oh, it's a gown. Oh. <laughs> I hate those gowns. I've never touched wood. I've not had to wear one. Oh, I have. But everything. I know they're not very dignified at the back, are they? No. Honestly? No, oh. they're really not. Like my mum had to like walk behind me. Oh. Don't they have like a second bit that ties up? Well, I had some drawers on, but I just think I was still very embarrassed. Yes, it's very exposing for people. Very I think exposing. they would find a way around that. Why don't you do it up at the side? Yeah, like a sarong. A side, like a lovely sarong, a lovely house house coat. House coat. That's what um, New Zealanders call dressing gowns. A house coat. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. A house coat to me is something that like um, Oscar Wilde would wear, or or 
Oh, no, actually, a house coat to me is something like my grandmother would wear when she was doing the housework. My nan has one of those. It's like right. a blue check. Yes, exactly that. Or it looks like a J-cloth. Yes. She's just dressed as a J-cloth yeah. while she does her cleaning. Yeah, I thought that was a house coat. Maybe it is. And sometimes it would be a... Um, what like a pinafore. Like a pinafore. Or um, what's the other word? Uh Oh, okay. oh, I know the word you mean. Um, oh, it's one of my favourite. Tabard. A tabard. One of your favourite words. One of my favourite words. <laughs> tabard is. Tabard is, yeah. Do you ever wear one? Yeah. I always think of Julie Waters in a tabard. Yeah. I feel in, like she's played a lot of roles where she's worn a tabard. I think famously Mrs. Overall may have had one. I that think might be, so. I guess it's more of an overall, you might say. You might. But I think as well in the same way that men have the equivalent of those kind of like brown... Do you remember the sort of mustard like, long um, caretaker coats? Yeah, like what uh, Ronnie Barker would wear in... Yes, Open All Hours. Open All Hours, yeah. yeah. My gra- I, I don't know whether I imagined my granddad wearing one of those or whether he did. I wonder what that was for, specifically. God knows. I just, be- the heating wouldn't have been on as much. You just need something when you got indoors to take off one coat and put on another. Take off the chill. Yes, I suppose so. And I suppose when you're at work, it would probably protect your nice clothes. Yeah. Nice because people are very protective, I think, of their clothes then. Like maybe people took, I think people took more care because they didn't have H&M more. where you could yeah. go and buy something for like six quid. More and more I am getting to thinking about how I, shouldn't, I should try and buy one thing that I really like and keep it for a long time. Oh, I think you're so right. It's difficult to do though. No, I think you're... Yeah. I've started... Wearing these sort of silky shirts. They're lovely. I'm wearing one today. No, I think you've seen this on a tour. On a tour night. It's got a lovely mirror on it, listener. Well, again, you are obsessed Obsessed with with mirrors. I am. My God, are you Dorian Gray? Yes. Oh, I thought. But I'm the other way around. There's a. It's in what you're staying old. (laughs) Yeah, there's a picture in the attic that's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Is it when you had curtains? Yes. Lovely. You may have seen. Yes, that once I did have hair. Um. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I think buying, going out and buying something that's not generic when yeah. it's a bit different is. Well, it's hard, isn't it? And I know it's easy. You know, it's not for me to say like, uh, it's outrageous. People shouldn't be allowed to buy cheap clothes because it's important to have clothes. Yeah, but you can't all be nude. Otherwise, you know, we'd just be in hospital gowns. Right. But um, I think sometimes and imagine it is, the chill. If we can, it is sometimes better to be investing in nicer things. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. A good winter coat sort of thing. A good winter coat, for example. I love to have a good winter coat that I keep. Some people buy a new winter coat every Every year. year. Do you do that? No, I buy like a jacket of some description every year, but I wouldn't buy like... I've had... I've got a coat from Cooper's that I bought about three years ago. That's a coat, yeah. It's done you well. Is it warm? Not really, but it looks Mm, great. That would be my mum's question. My mum has asked that. Is it warm enough? Is it warm enough? But I wear a vest every day. Do you? I do. What sort of singlet? Yeah, and I tuck it in. Do you know? Yeah, always, always have a vest on, except in summer, because, you know, I'm not mental. I went through a phase of wearing um, a vest. Like a wife beater? No, actually, I had a T-shirt vest. but mm, And long johns? Yeah. Would you get home and sort of take everything off and sort of look like Andy Pandy? Yeah. <laughs> Sit on the... Lounging. I love... You know when you... Like, my dad wears long johns. Does Big he? fan of oh, them. Oh, he's outside a lot. He's an outside, outside a lot. And when you buy them, they have a picture of a man... Wearing long johns on them. Oh yes, they and do. And he looks, he sort looks of proud so as punch. Proud, yeah. So happy about <laughs> like, it, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing long johns. Yeah, just lounging. Yeah. What? What's your problem? What's the problem with my Your one is going to be cold. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that is a strange. So, um, in terms of putting on nice clothes, performances. Do you right. think we're all performing all the time? I think I am a lot of the time. Yeah. No, you say that with a self-criticism. Oh, I'm so self-critical, you know me. Oh, she's so hard on herself. Oh, God, she just needs to let it go. Uh, what? Um, yeah, I think that I'm quite... 
I have that thing of like, hey, everyone, I'm, I'm a fun person to be around. Please like me. Yeah. Less so as I'm getting older. Right. But I mean, when I was 18, I think it was relentless. I think, but I, well, I think I was and is like that. Was and is like that. Was and is like that. that is, your, is, your, is your ear having a problem with your speech? I think so, you know. I think I am like that a bit. I Do think, you? I think, I think everybody is to an extent. I think it's a very human pack instinct, isn't it? To what? To either fall in and be one of the pack yeah. or to be... Uh, I just want to be excluded. No, that's like my biggest fear. Really? Yeah, being the idea of being left out. Yeah. I find terrifying. I feel like that's a natural feeling. Do you? I, I, cause yeah. I've always wondered, because I didn't love school and because there was always a bit sort of, I didn't have a great group of friends. So I, I think because of knowing that I was gay and being terrified that anyone would find out. That I feel, like, I felt that, yeah. To the point where, and I know we've mentioned this sort of stuff before on the podcast, but like to the point of where like, it would give me like an emotional sort of physical reaction. Like I would feel really sick or I would yeah. sometimes throw up or I would be like, because yeah. that thing of like, sometimes you have so much emotion that there's no effort to go. Yeah. Or like so of much course. adrenaline of, of fear. Of yeah. And Horrible. I, I think that I lived for probably about six or seven years knowing that I was gay and working out whether I was ever going to come out and being so terrified that everyone was going to find out. And I don't know what the worst case scenario yeah. in my head was. Well, as a teenager, you don't really have a way of processing that or going... No. Yeah. And also, I didn't know anyone that was gay. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So it can't be like, oh, well, like, you know, your mum's friend, Dave. Or, like, the, yeah. I, we, we never had that. Or, or there also wasn't, in my experience, there wasn't, like, the sort of uh, psychotherapeutic sort of, like... And what's the worst thing that can happen? And then what will happen? And then what will happen? Like, no one sort of see that through as a thought pattern. It was just no, like, just be like, oh, well, I'll have no friends. I'll have no family. Yeah, yeah. You just never... It just I'll be like Oliver Twist. I'll be like Oliver Twist out on my... Out on my ear. Out on my ear. That's how I feared it, really. And I think I feared the kind of backlash from other people. And I think the more I feared it, the more I looked for signs that it would be there. And yeah. Maybe I amplified it. I remember reading about Ellen losing her job. Of course, yeah. And I remember there just being such a clear thought in my head of being like, you can never tell anyone this. This is what happens. This oh, is like... Yeah, it was horrible, wasn't it? And that it? thing of like... And the thing is, if you sort of like... If you sort of like, you know, listen to some of the sort of hate speech or, you know, even if you allow yourself for one minute to like, you know, you know, more so now because of the internet, like the internet wasn't... Well, it was oh, a yeah. thing when I was yeah, in school. Yeah, absolutely. But like now you can just sort of Google someone that doesn't like us. And like, you know, you're just told like, you know, you're... You're this terrible person who carries yeah. this disgusting thing. Yeah. And how, like, you know, you're going to go straight to hell if you act on something that feels perfectly natural to you. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think there's a lot of that. And probably, a, yeah, I imagine maybe cyberbullying and things like that. Yeah. And so I think because of that, I've always had this sort of performative thing of being like, hey, guys, don't look at me being gay. Look at this other thing that I'm doing instead. Right. Don't, don't look, you know, don't, don't notice that I'm sort of a queer person for want of a better word sure like you know look at this other thing that I'm doing sure. I'm going to be big I'm going to be loud I'm going to yeah. be you know I'm going to say the naughty thing to the teacher I'm going to do something was that right was that your yeah experience? I think so like only now I'm realising it like you know as a 30 year old woman looking back oh interesting yeah I guess I probably did something similar you really were you dressed as a Victorian of course I, of course dressed as a Victorian very similar very similar I'd say um, to throw them off the scent 
Yeah, I think there's a lot, but I think people are performing in different ways like that. I think we're all sort of... Yeah, I think you're right. Isn't, is it Alan Bennett who says um, every every family has a secret and that secret is that they're not like everybody else? Is, that's a, Yeah, that like sounds like the kind of thing he would say. I, think might be, I think I'm paraphrasing it and I might even have the source wrong. So all in all, good research for me. But <laughs> I, there's that thing isn't there, that we're all basically carrying around this sense of like, I'm not right. Totally. Not, gay or straight or... Yeah, or, yeah oh or, God, or, yeah. You know, regardless of sexuality. Um, that it, it, it's kind of we're carrying around these sense of like, I, I'm not okay, there's something wrong with me. And I think that's... I think that underpins a lot of things if you think about it. Yeah, you know? I think so too. I think it like, it goes into like, you know, your friendships and your relationships. Yeah. So like, you know, I'm reading at the moment um, a book by Nzi Zanzare. Oh. Who is an American comic who's brilliant. You might have seen him in something like Parks and Recs. Mm. And he's also got his own sitcom called Master of None. Yes. And he's a very established stand-up in his own right. So he's written this book called Modern Love. And the <clears throat> the first section of it is about sort of like how we communicate nowadays with people that we're dating or people that we're... And I think you can take it into friendships as yeah. well. But that thing of like texting someone and then knowing that they've read your message and chose not to respond. And that sort of like, you know, it's, it, it throws you into a tailspin. Some, not always, but sometimes of like, oh God, have I done something wrong? What have I to do? Sure. And you... Go back through everything. I think it's, you know, like we're saying with that sort of, I guess it is performative in a way of being like, do you, oh God, shouldn't I have done that? Should I, did, did I respond too quickly? Uh, am yeah, I, I am I being that, that person? Relationships I, and stuff. It's and really difficult of, to it's know. It's really difficult to know, isn't it? How much, I think even in terms of like not putting a kiss at the end or putting a kiss yeah. at the end, all of that sort of thing. It's all considered, I isn't it? I make, like, because of my dyslexia, well, you know this because you get loads of texts from me, I quite often make mistakes, I think, in my, te- in my text messages. You don't, actually. And, but I wouldn't mind with someone like you because I'm like, well, Tom doesn't, like, you, Tom can spell, but he catches the drift. He likes me enough to not care that I've spelled definitely rather than defiantly or whatever. I mean, I do care and but, I am judging you all the time. Of course you are, but... I don't care about what you think. And <laughs> I think that, but with someone that you were, say, dating or someone that you were yeah. trying to impress. Sure. Like spelling a word wrong in an email exchange with some producer or someone that you're trying to impress. Yes, yes. It can feel very... You're like, oh, God, do they think I'm a massive dick? Yes. Like the other day, I put very, I mean, the same uh, to you too, and I forgot to put a double O on the two, and I uh, know I've, that. But I've started messing that up all over the place. And my theirs. They're there, 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 yeah. there, there and there. I've been messing that up left, right, and centre. But and, and and anyway, but yeah. And obviously, those yeah. people don't notice. Yeah. Or most of the time, wouldn't notice. Or just kind of go. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They're in a rush. Yeah, probably. totally. But yeah, and I think that's the thing with like. I guess the my performative element comes from that time of being like, oh god, I hope everyone likes me. Please don't not be my friend. I don't want to sit by myself. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. guess do you ever lose that? In a child, do you think? I wonder. I wonder if other people have that. I often feel like other people have like closed a door on who they were growing up. Or wonder if they ever had it. That's what my feeling is sometimes. Yeah. Like maybe they just, maybe other people are like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm great. Hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm a great person. Yeah. I think loads of people are like that. Do you think? Yeah. And they don't worry about it and they're not performing and they're just being completely happy with themselves. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't like, I think a lot of people just like sort of get through it. Do you think? Yeah, and they just yeah. Which I think is wonderful. And actually, sometimes I think, oh god, what? Like, why am I so worried about what people think? You know, it's a yeah. In a way, I can what would you? Just what would, myself and say it's an egotism. What would be your sort of 
go-to worry? Would it be that like you did something silly when you had had a drink, or would it be that you were? Yes, that's a go-to worry. Yeah, me too. Um, or uh, what else do I fear late at night? Just sort of what's going on, what I'm doing next, where I'm going. Yeah, that's a, th- and I think it, because we work in a. I think it's, you know, I think that's um, such a normal thing for someone that worked in like a creative industry like us or just in normal life. And I think it would either be like for us, Mm. well, for me, I think, and maybe for you as well. Like, you know, I worry about what's happening next because I feel like I have so little autonomy over my job. Other than the fact that like I do stand up and I can talk about what I want on stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that really gives me the greatest joy. But you sort of go, oh, where will I be doing it next? Where's my gigs? What my. And I think that a lot of other people sort of go, well, what am I doing? Can I afford another holiday this year? Can I, yeah. have I met the right person? Have I? Yeah, all of those and it, things. And I, and I, yeah, I wonder if we're all, does everyone have those sort of anxious, what my friend likes to call 3am press calls, press uh, conferences where your brain goes, um, hello. Oh, uh, um, yeah. As we've said before, always darkest before the dawn. Totally, yeah. Do you, do you think everyone has those? Do you think Elaine Page is worrying about these things? Do you think Elaine Page is thinking, I hope I can fill the Drury Lane? She probably is, you know. I think she's doing a matinee as well. Is she? Her voice will be quiet. Really? Well, we're at the seven o'clock show. Thank God. I just cannot wait to see so many gays. So many gays. One gilded palace. A gilded palace of gays. That's what they should call that theatre. Grinder's going to be off the hook. And when we've, we've sat in the stalls, which actually might be with the, it might have a sort of older contingent of gays there because they tend to be the wealthier ones. Oh my God, I'm such a lucky girl. Yeah, you'll be so my, my beard looks after me so well. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I Do you think if we were friends in the 20s, we would have had like a fake marriage, a farriage? We would have been Elaine Page by now. Do you? That's I exciting. think we'd probably be like, because I don't know if he was gay, but um, Fred Astaire and Adele Astaire, was that his sister? He used to tour around. Do, what like, you think I would be your sister? We'd yeah, tour we'd around say, like, brother and sister, and we were like, "Oh, they're just brother and sister." That's why they never got married because they're in love with their sibling. Because they're because they're siblings. I think I would prefer just to say that I was married to you, and then <laughs> sure. go and have my fancy women on the side. Mm. On the sort of um, I would say vaudeville circuit, but it wasn't called vaudeville, was it? It's called. Um, are you thinking of the? Oh, what's it called? Oh my god, what is it called? What's wrong with you? you what's wrong with, with me? a B? Beginning with a B. Um, Sunset Boulevard. I don't know. Um, music Hall. Music Hall, yeah. Begins with a B. <laughs> Begins with a B, you know. Music burlesque. Hall. But not burlesque, actually. Now I've said that. It's not burlesque, it's music hall, yeah. Burlesque is taking your clothes off with feathers. Yeah, I is, don't think it? you could do that. I've tried it. Have you? It's, it tickles. I don't like it. <laughs> You're very ticklish. Very, people don't know about me. I'm very ticklish. Um, but oh, now, what is the time, Suze? It's, we've done 26 minutes, it's fine. Oh, and you have to go shortly. So we should probably let people know that um, I just, well, firstly, to say, and I did plug this last week at Soho, uh, that you have your run coming up at Soho Theatre, which we are all very excited about. Tell us, when is it on? Uh, The 30th, 31st of January and the 1st of February. A lovely time of year. Lovely time of year to go out and do something. Yeah, get out, get the out house. there, out the house. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm very excited by it. And then we also have our tour shows this Saturday in Bridgeport, and then 
next week at Comedia, which Thursday the fifteenth. The fifteenth. Um, but we are we are adding shows constantly at the We've moment. We added yes, a number of to next year, and I guess probably we'll announce there's more. Form. I, think I think they've been adding Before Christmas, on, yeah, I think yeah. before Christmas we'll let everyone know. And then Tom, you've got an extra date at the Soho. Oh, and you? if you didn't see the run at Soho Theatre, yeah, I'm there on the seventeenth. Lovely, seventeenth of December. Oh, what a great thing to do! A pre, uh, go for a Christmas drink. Christmas take drink, a not drink. too many. But take a friend. Take a friend. Maybe, have a great yeah. laugh. Have a lovely time. And then maybe go. For a stroll across this town, mm. and then Have you a know, song. and then you're yeah, and you're still into in the You can go out. So yeah, we'd love to see you there if you're around. And um, and similarly, do book and see Susie's show. It's a wonderful show, and it's so exciting. It's a wonderful. It's life. The first time you've. Done, it's a wonderful live, great film to watch. And um, it's the first time I've done Soho, and so I'm really theater. yeah. So this uh, is a it's big, like a exciting time. Yeah, it feels like a real achievement. The Soho Theatre is mm. sort of something that I think every comic in Edinburgh hopes that they'll have the, the opportunity show. to yeah. see their show in London at the Soho. It's brilliant. There, it's just. Really so wonderfully very excited. run, great people there, great audiences. And a nice little bar downstairs. And a so. nice cool bar. Great. Well, as ever, thank you so much for listening to Like Minded Friends and uh, thanks to those of you that get in touch. Uh, it's always lovely to hear from you. you. We love it. We love it. And um, have a great week. And God, next time we speak to you, we'll be just a couple of weeks oh, from Christmas. Oh, get exciting. stressed, get stressed. <laughs> um, thanks so much. Have we'll a great week. We'll see you week. next week. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-